This is Harmless Phosphorescence. one of your hosts, Throw Smiley, and we are in for one wild night. <laughs> Who's joining me, everybody? I'm Josh Cece, and oh no, I accidentally watched my big fat Greek Spartan cake. <laughs> Damn. They do not fear the lash. They fear me, Brian Lesh. <laughs> the lash. Call Only the soft... <laughs> Only the soft and weak may call themselves Alaric Weber. I'm Alaric Weber. <laughs> uh, and this is Harmless Phosphorescence, the deep dive movie podcast where we pick a theme or a series, we watch the movies, we gather some research into the production of the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by our patrons, patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. Go to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment and you too can be a patron a buck a month is all you need we got a bunch of bonus content up there lots of monthly movies and star wars and music stuff that you have never heard man it's (laughs) patreon.com slash harmless entertainment this week uh we're doing our non-superhero comic book movies series um and we are watching 300 himself, taught never to retreat, never to surrender, taught that death in the battlefield is the greatest glory he could achieve in his life. Spartans, the finest soldiers the world has ever known. Tonight, we die 
300. <laughs> Isn't that the same tagline for Ventures and Babysitting? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> we're in for a wild night. Get in, loser. There were, we're the first there were there were so many scenes of of wheat in the wind while some chick goes and then yeah, there was a lot of wheat in uh, gladiator as well yeah just well, like him walking and just touching the stalks of wheat as he walks through his farm yeah and then slow motion while an electric guitar goes wow <laughs> not in gladiator so much as this movie yeah this movie's all electric guitar baby yeah 300 snyder time the zack attack <laughs> yeah if if Gladiator, he's rushing his hand across the, the wheat in this movie, he's smacking his hand on the wheat and going, man, you can make a shit ton of bread with that wheat. <laughs> but in slow-mo. Yeah. In slow motion, though. Yeah, oh, in slow, slow motion. With, motion. Yeah, with, 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 with abs outlined with, uh, by a, yeah, a with, lot uh, of With blush. mascara and yeah. eyeliner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And oily. Um, this movie was released March 9th, 2007. It had a running time of 117 minutes. It cost $60 million, and it made $456 million. This movie is the reason why we got Watchmen and the Snyderverse and all of that. Did that... Um, did uh, Sucker Punch come before this? No, after? Sucker Punch was what he that made. That was after. I think Sucker Punch he made... Was uh, it 2011? It was... Either between Watchmen and Man of Steel, or between Man of Steel and um, Batman versus Superman. I think it was between Watchmen. Uh, uh, yeah, it was before Batman. Or sorry, I, I just Man remembered it being like just a hardcore male sex fantasy. Yeah, you know, like. Sucker Punch is Sucker Punch might be the most like Zack Snyder, like just indulging his worst impulses in every possible way. You know what's yeah. really funny about Sucker Punch? Because this is the kind of cultural dialogue around Sucker Punch. All I remember of that movie is my female friends in Hawaii wanted me to go with them to see it. <laughs> Which was... Right. Um, I, I saw it in theater with a bunch of chicks. It was being right sold on. as like a feminist thing. But yeah. then you get there and it's like, yeah. no. Yeah. He's just like, he just wants some chicks to beat him up while he like while he has sex with them. That's in in uh, you know, spirit store type Halloween costumes, and, and of course they're trapped. The the like caged heat. It was basically like, like what if we had four Harley Quinns? <laughs> uh, and I mean, like if if it's e that easy to market a movie to women, there people want to see themselves represented in film. Sure, That's I'm not. Thing. Yeah, like, I, well, I have it's no just, judgment it, on the film. Yeah, just, it's just it's just funny. I'm like, damn, it's weird. That's that's my memory of that movie. It always comes up as like, ooh, male gaze. Yeah, I'm like, huh. I Thank remember girls being stoked. <laughs> Thankfully, we are not now, and nor will we probably ever do sucker Thank punch. You. Thank yeah. God, it's all slow motion, and there's like four words said in the whole movie. It's weird. Yeah, this movie would have been 40 minutes shorter if it weren't for all the slow motion. Yeah. Um, but it did made a shit ton of money. It was a cultural marker, and so we are going to play the box office top 10 game. This is the <laughs> game where I will describe the top 10 movies of the week of March uh, 9th, 2007. And the fellas here are going to try to guess what movie I am describing. At number 10... 
for the week of March 9th, 2007. An FBI upstart, Eric O'Neill, enters into a power game with his boss, Robert Hansen. (laughs) (laughs) I love when they tell us the name. An agent who was put on trial for selling secrets to the Soviet Union. A power game. Uh, it, it it was the game of life. <laughs> uh, it was Jackbox. Um, this movie secrets stars Chris Cooper, uh, Ryan Felipe, and Laura Linnet. Ugh. Laura Linney, sorry. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember it at all. It looks like a political thriller, and. It's called Breach. Breach. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. It's like the era of political thrillers, man. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of. I mean, we'd been at war in the Middle East for a while, and you know. (sighs) Yeah, we really had been. Um, At number nine this week. The idealist William Wilberforce maneuvers his way through Parliament, endeavoring to end the British transatlantic slave trade. Inspi- another inspired by a true story. Uh-huh. Historical fiction, it sounds like. Yeah, historical fiction. This one um, stars Michael yes. Gambone. Oh, I like him. And a bunch of British people I have not heard of. It's uh, named after a very f- famous hymn. Famous hymn? Him, yes. Hymn. Not him, but him. Uh, uh, love thy neighbor. <laughs> uh, it's called, come, come all ye faithful. It's called Bridger. Amazing what? Grace. Amazing uh, Grace. That, yeah, oh, there you go. Hymn. Hymn. <laughs> Yeah, that's I know a, you said that, and then I thought you then said him. Yeah, I said not right. him, but him. All right. There's <laughs> um, a banner week at the box office here, guys. At number eight, a washed up. Oh, this one. Okay, a washed up singer is. I've heard of one. Hey, a washed up singer is given a couple days to compose a chart topping hit for an aspiring teen sensation, though he's never written a decent lyric in his life. He sparks with an offbeat younger woman with a flair for words. Is, it Is this music and lyrics? Music and lyrics. Yeah. Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore. Uh, we'll lots, uh, lots of awkward uh, by a piano in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and her little her nervous laugh. Yeah, yeah. Her, her being nervous and and yeah, and him being like, uh, well, oh, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> and then one. Okay, song at the end, sung by two people who are okay singers. Yes. Uh, at number seven, a mild-mannered guy who is married to a monstrous woman meets the woman of his dreams and schemes a way to be with her. Is this the heartbreak kid again? Oh God, no! This is um, this is an this is Eddie Brendan Murphy. Fra- oh, Eddie this Murphy. is an okay. Eddie Murphy and latex movie. In in latex fat a, suits, a, a crump divorce, basically. Crump versus crump. 
<laughs> oh, is it like Norbit? Or Norbit. Norbit, yeah. Norbit. Yeah, Eddie Murphy stars as a... I as forget, a, Nor- Norbit fucks. Yeah, he's a skinny, nerdy guy and also a big, fat woman. <laughs> he can, he's both. He has range. He's dynamic, yeah. Uh, he is the Martin Lawrence of his people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, at number six this week, Walter Sparrow becomes obsessed with a novel that he believes was written about him. He's so vain. Um, oh, I know. Stranger, uh, than, stranger fiction? than fiction. Absolutely not. As more and more similarities between himself and his <laughs> literary alter ego seem to arise. Uh, this stars James Carey. I've never said his name that way before. I know. Was, wait, so what wait. movie is this? Then? This is no, this what? is one of the very few complete. Is this seven or something? Uh, kind of, almost, but oh, more. 13? More number thirteen. Uh, closer. We're getting up there. Fourteen. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Number twenty-three. Josh wins. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> yeah, Jim Carrey in a horror movie. Zero comedy. It was not. Yeah, it wasn't great. I had high hopes. Like it looked okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be more like pie, and I just, yeah, it did not wind up being what I thought it was going to be at all. It's just weird. Yeah, it wasn't a great movie. Yeah, Not a Jeff Daniels to be seen. Yeah. Um, At number five this week. Oh, this movie is... This is a good movie. Um, between 1968 and 1983, a San Francisco cartoonist becomes an amateur detective obsessed with tracking down a oh, serial Zodiac. Zodiac, yes. God, oh, this movie is why so many things happened later. Mm, yes. No, this movie is so good. This is like, had this movie been cast differently, our timeline would be very different. Oh, absolutely. I don't think that we would have gotten any of those three careers at the way that they happened. Yeah, and this this was um this was uh apparently Jake Gyllenhaal was was right in the middle of uh of a uh, like blowing up um like uh, he was like right in the middle of doing like his Oscar thing for the first time and like so uh yeah. and he was like I will never work with David Fincher again because David Fincher wouldn't let him leave set to like do Oscar like interviews. Oh. He was like, "Well, no, we've got to get the shot, Jake." Yeah. Good for David. Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah, he Good had just done like Moonlight Mile and Donnie Darko and, and things well, like and that. Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Broke Back Mountain. Man. I think that I think was, that was the big. I think Brokeback yeah. was what he was on the Oscar trail for. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Moonlight Mile won some. Yeah. Well, anyways. Yeah. yeah. He was prestige. Now, now he's playing Dalton in Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, I I think it's kind of cool that he's able to do that. Honestly. I thought that was. Yeah, I'll say it again. I have no problem with it, yeah. but I won't stop pointing out that that little scrawny kid is Bubble I, Boy, Johnny Darko. Oh yeah, that's we right. Talked He's about him before. Boy. He he could kick any one of our asses, but oh, I still yeah. don't know. But whatever, we bought Swayze the ballet dancer. So yeah. Swayze that. was a ballet dancer too. Well, and I think that Jake Gyllenhaal chose to do that. I think that he really wanted to do that, which is kind of yeah. Neat. I definitely don't think he was extorted. In the yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I don't think somebody came to him and was like, hey, we're making this movie. Do you want to be in it? I think he was like, nobody's making this. I want to make it. I've been making punching movies for 10 years now. It's a French director. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they had a relationship. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see it because it's going to probably be terrible. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's a remake well, of Roadhouse. A, in a similar way. Yeah. yeah. I hope it's terrible in a similar way and not just a terrible way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I hope that it's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so at number four this week, when a motorcycle rider sells his soul to the devil to save his father's oh, life. Johnny Blaze. That's Is right. this Spirit of Vengeance, though? No, no it's the first one. It's the Ghost first Rider. one. Yep, Ghost Rider. The least of them, the first one was, right? Is that what we determined? Uh, well, I think, I think, I think the second one was so off the wall bananas that we were like, <laughs> we lo- kind of loved it. Yeah, Spirit of Vengeance like owns how wacky Nick Cage is. Yeah, Nick. whereas the first one tried to be more of a straight-ahead movie <laughs> and pretend that Nicolas Cage was actually a normal guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, at number three this week, a preteen's life turns upside down when he befriends the new girl in school and they imagine a whole new fantasy world to escape reality. This is a movie that that apparently traumatized children of the right age. I've heard. Yeah, I feel like it was one of those like young adult novels about somebody dying. Yes. It was definitely one of those. Um, the Fault in Our Stars? Not that one. It, that's uh, not Fault th- in Your Stars? No, no, <laughs> no. It's not. It's not. It's not a John. There's Green. something wrong with the stars. We need to figure it out. <laughs> Don't it's look up. Some astronaut. Yeah. It's more flat. Le- less teen, more preteen. Less teen, more preteen. Um, oh, um. It, 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 <laughs> because somebody chases. All right, it's what? cloudy with a chance of stars. <laughs> It's the <laughs> it's the bridge. Won't see prom. The bridge to Terabithia. Oh, Terabithia. Yeah. Rain Wilson was this man. Really? Hmm. I I had it on in the background a bit when the kids were young, but I don't think I ever sat down and watched it. So. Um, at I watched it with the group home kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I watched all of it. At number two this week, a group of suburban biker wannabes looking for adventure hit the open road, but get more than they bargained for when they encounter a new Mexico gang called the Del Fuegos. Is this old dogs? Not or whatever. Old, but wild hogs. Wild, wild hogs. hogs. Dude, I don't, I've never seen it, but uh, when Cody was a teenager, um, so he would have been a millennial or just little less i don't know or in 92 i yeah, guess not that's millennial. anyways anyways but when he was like 15 16 he was obsessed with this movie and so were his friends and they even called themselves the wild hogs and i i, I just don't get it i'm so confused get why a weekend boomer adventure movie uh, is like yeah it's like a less cool space cowboys yeah, starring Tim, like, Tim Allen, I mean, I, John Travolta, Martin Lawrence, and William H. Macy. Right. I thought at first it was ironic, so I was all about it. But then they like they each had their nicknames, and they would post and communicate with each other about badass wild hogs. I'll have to watch it. I don't know wow. if there's subtext that I just... Maybe it's good. I, I mean, not good. I, I had no judgment at the time. Yeah. I was like, I guess it's better than The Purge. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it could I be just, obsessed with I Harry Potter. I understand that phenomenon. 
Like it was almost a movie they grew up, you know, like, so his generation was the Lion King, you know, like everything about him when he was little was the Lion King. Like, sure. So when did they, when did they adopt this Tim Allen, John Travolta <laughs> biker movie? <laughs> I don't know. H. Macy. <laughs> Men of a certain age, am I right? Yeah. And, and, then, and then Martin Lawrence just <laughs> thrown in there. Yeah, like you would hang with any of those guys. Right. Yeah. Um, and, of course, opening at number one this week, King Leonidas of Sparta and a force of 300 <laughs> men fight the Persians at Thermopylae in 480 BC. <laughs> Normandy. Yeah. Thermopylae. Thermopylae. Come on, Thermopylae. They say it in the movie. The Battle of That's, Thermopylae. Yeah. Yeah. They say a lot of stuff in the movie. <laughs> What's ironic is most of it is just stuff you could read in a history book. Not yeah. all of it. Uh, but a lot of it. Who's narrating the movie? Uh, Faramir's yeah, I mean, name. Faramir's name. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Delios. Delios. Is that Delios? Delios. Delios. Yeah. Oh, Delios. As in, that guy's a big Delios. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew there was sort of a first person nomination, but. That okay, so one of the gods, the whole Helios, thing, the whole the no, 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 no. Delios. One of the soldiers, Faramir, the one, oh. the one eyed guy, yeah, yeah, the guy at the oh. end who he, the entire movie was just him giving a big speech to rally up the troops, yeah, right. all right, yeah, um, yeah, I heard Helios, yeah, no, Delios, a word, but I didn't know Delios, okay, well, uh, Helios was the king of. Athens, I think, at the time. Anyways, it's the sun god as yeah. well. Yeah, um, that is word the, for sun. I don't know. But yeah, so that is our box office top ten, which does bring us to the character, comic book, and ancient Greek background. <laughs> Al, professor, tell us what we need to know. Mostly about Greek history, because yeah, yeah. about these Greeks. <laughs> All right, uh, 300 <coughs> is a historically inspired comic book limited series written and illustrated by Frank Miller with painted colors by Lynn Varley, who also worked with Miller on Ronin, The Dark Knight Returns, and Electra Lives Again. He actually still works with them. I didn't realize this till last week, but there's even another Dark Knight Returns movie. Hmm. No. Uh, not movie. movie. So, so sorry. Comic. Graphic novel. Hmm. Um, a third one? It seems as though it's a fourth one. Oh, I only wow. knew, knew. I knew I only knew about the first two. But anyways, Barney still, they still work together. Um, this comic was initially published in five issues from May to September of 1998. Each page of the series is illustrated as a double page spread. And when they collected, uh, when the collected edition was published, the individual pages were twice as wide as a normal comic, resulting in a graphic novel of only 88 pages. Hmm. That's really cool. That's that's interesting. No, I mean it's. I'm I'm sure it's a beautiful looking graphic novel. Yeah, um, I think I checked it out from the library uh, way back when. Uh, the hardcover. And was surprised that it was as big as it was. Um, 
300 is a fictional retelling of the Battle of Thermopylae in the year 480 BC. What did they call the year back then? Uh, today. <laughs> did they? Did the Greeks have a name for the year? I, I don't know. You're the professor. I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Like, we're going to party like it's nine. Um, <laughs> BC. Um, I don't know the date. Miller was particularly inspired by the 1962 film The 300 Spartans. Um, the battle lasted over the course of three days and was one of the most prominent battles of the second Persian invasion of Greece and the wider Greco-Persian Wars, uh, which lasted 50 years from 499 to 449. Yeah, this isn't the first time the Persians have come to Greece, as one would assume in this movie. Yeah. Um, nor is it the last. Actually, nor is it the last. Um, according to history, uh, mostly Herodotus, the proposal to block the advance of the Persian army at the Pass of Thermopylae in conjunction with blocking the Persian navy at the Straits of Artemisium was the brainchild of Athenian politician General Themistocles. Uh, Leonidas of Sparta led a force of about 7,000 allied Greeks in the battle. Wait um, a minute, that's not 300. There were... <laughs> Lies! Lies! Well, um, we'll get to that number. Uh, the 7,000, they were allied Greeks, so like the, the Phocians, the Thebans, um, maybe some Athenians thrown in there, Thespians. And lots and lots of helots. And what are those, Al? Uh, those are somewhere between a slave and a free man. <laughs> slaves. They're still slaves. slaves. If you're somewhere between slave and something else, you're still a slave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if slave is in the description, you're a slave. Lots um, and lots and lots and lots of slaves, not just 300 dudes. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Thermopylae is a 329-kilometer journey from Sparta by foot and is actually closer to Athens. Um, Thermopylae translates from Greek as hot gates, so named for its hot sulfur springs. And in Greek mythology, the hot gates is one of the entrances to Hades. Yeah, man, I knew a chick named Hot Gates. <laughs> <laughs> um, about 7,000 Greeks faced the Persian army, which modern scholars estimate was between 120 and 300,000 soldiers, successfully blocking the only road through the pass. That's um, still so many people. It is. 7,000 um, people is not a lot of people. Versus 120 to 300,000. Yeah. 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 Um, there were... The the Spartans, there were so few of them um, actually because of the uh, the Carnea. Um, they actually intended to send a lot more Spartans um, into battle after the, the end of the festival. But they got there too late. 
Um, to, to do after two days of battle, a local resident, the Fealties, revealed to the Persians a path that led behind Greek lines. Aware that they were about to be flanked, Leonidas dismissed most of the Greek army, staying behind to guard their retreat with 300 Spartans and 700 Thespians. 400 Thebans and 900 Helots. And the Thespians put on a hell of a show. Yes, yeah. they did. <laughs> Lots of songs go to, and dances. Do you want to go to battle? Yes, and? <laughs> <laughs> uh, most of the Thebans surrendered, but the rest of the remaining Greeks fought to the death. The Persians would overrun central Greece and the evacuated city of Athens. The Greek Navy retreated, but then defeated the Persian Navy later that year. Xerxes himself withdrew with much of his army back to Asia, scared of being trapped in Europe, uh, leaving some of his forces behind. The remaining Persian armies were defeated the following year at the Battle of Plataea, uh, which we see at the very end. We see the beginning thereof. Ending the second Persian invasion of Greece. Back to the comic book series, briefly. Um, <laughs> it did win, win um, three Eisner Awards in 1999 for Best Limited Series, Best Writer, Artist, and Best Colorist. Uh, the series has also been criticized for historical inaccuracies, including <laughs> criticism from Alan Moore himself. <laughs> Those two. I love when Alan Moore talks shit about Frank Miller. It's like, okay, guys. Or comic books in general. Like, Alan Moore. I agree. Alan Moore called out specifically, um, maybe amongst other things, uh, but the uh, Miller's take on homosexuality. Like, <laughs> when. when, <laughs> when like, uh, how he takes it, or what do you mean? Um. Just uh, that, what was the line uh, Leonidas said uh, about the Athenian boy lovers? Oh, yeah. 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 When, in yeah. fact, the Spartans were just as bad. Uh, yeah. Eh, and, every. Yeah. Yeah. It's It was Greek culture at the time. The, the, right. it, it, the, the idea was take your boyfriend to war with you. You guys will have a, a good time. But, no, but then take Miller's, your squire to war with you while you're, squire, you're not sir, having sex with them. Yeah. Yeah, um, Miller responded that uh, a lot of times people criticize others for things. In fact, they do themselves. Um, <laughs> the Greeks, <laughs> the word hypocrisy is from Greek. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, that's that's fair because Leonidas is kind of a self righteous character in the movie. I could see him turning a blind eye to things like that. Sure. I mean, what they really got criticized for, the Greeks, by other, is just being pacifists and academics. Yeah. Philosophers, you know, they just sit around and think. I think Colin Quinn put it perfectly. Uh, Athens was just a 200-year podcast. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, dudes sitting around agreeing and disagreeing cordially. I mean... When, when you've got that much sun year-round. <laughs> yeah, when you can just eat fruit from the, you know, vine kind of life. Well, you got a bunch of slaves to attend to your every need. Mm -hmm. It's very real. I think the jab is like, you also don't fight. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. All right. And yeah, that was the end of uh, comic book and history history. <laughs> Thank you, Al, for telling us all about that. I'm afraid it is Greek to me. And... Heyo. Woo! Uh, well, that brings us to the production of the film itself. Um, so this movie was uh, written by Zack Snyder, Kurt Johnstad, and Michael B. Gordon. <laughs> um, you know, I just found out that Michael B. Go- Michael B. Jordan's dad is named Michael A. Jordan, which is incredible. Um, He's got a job to fill when he has his first son, I exactly. guess. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, the okay, so um, there was also a film when uh, a producer Gianni Ninari uh, of uh, of Warner Brothers basically got his hands on the uh, graphic novel and started trying to get it made. But at the same time, Michael Mann um, was planning on making a movie. Uh, about the same subject, not based on the uh, comic, but on the actual uh, historical events. That would have been cool. Yeah, Yeah. that's interesting. Michael Mann knows how to add an element of human suspense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, He was... Specifically Thermopylae? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Based on a book called Gates of Fire. Um, Damn. Which uh, I believe is a historical fiction novel about the Battle of uh, Thermopylae. That's interesting. Like, this is like the teenage version, and that is the, like, adult (laughs) academic version of this that never got made. Yeah, exactly. (sighs) Um, Yeah, so he got, uh, Snyder got uh, hired onto this by Warner while he was uh, um, making Dawn of the Dead. Um. He and Kurt Johnstad um, rewrote uh, the script by Michael B. Gordon. Gordon is a writer for hire that Warner's hired on to to make the uh, the uh, script. Um, Michael B. Gordon. <laughs> Uh, every time I have to stop myself from saying it wrong, Michael B. Gordon. Um, you could say MBJ. We're we're hip. <laughs> MBG. Uh, oh, George. Michael Gordon. B. Gordon also was a writer on GI <laughs> Joe: The Rise of Cobra <laughs> and Angel Eyes. Okay, Rise of Cobra was a decent movie. I'm not gonna lie. All right, I'm not gonna lie, Your Honor. He's not gonna. Uh, so Kurt uh, Johnstad. Um, also would go on to write Atomic Blonde and Rebel Moon and 300 Rise of an Empire. So, thanks, Kurt. Um, Zack Snyder, we have discussed many a time here. We don't need to go into what he's about any more than we already have. We can do it in slow-mo and you'll get the point. (laughs) I'll just make one point is that 
Uh, on a directorial level, he reminds me of M. Night Shyamalan, where it's like, okay, dude's making a movie, and he seems to know what he's doing, like as far as his vision, but it's so hit or miss, or the things that are boring is the same boring in both right uh, director's handbag kind of thing the slow-mo thing but everything yeah. looks so fucking cool that's the one thing that's I what i mean take away yeah. from this like this is not a bad looking movie yeah. and dude directed it according to his vision yeah yeah i, I absolutely think Zack snyder is a good director and a terrible writer um he should not be involved with anything Thing that the people say or do other than where he's putting the camera and how they move. Does he Honestly, edit his pictures? I'm gonna find I, 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 think, I think so. I think he's got I a really so. heavy hand in the editing. I don't yeah. think he gets credit for editing, but I think he's super involved. I think this is the best thing that he's done because it's all editing and visual and it does not really rely on anything besides this story being 300 in a canyon. You know, I like lots of people. I think Dawn of the Dead is a better overall movie, but this is, this is, I would say this is a second, close second, and I understand why this ha- captured the public imagination for a brief period. I can't help get wrapped up when I watch this movie. It's it's interesting. This movie is very like it just draws me in in a weird way. This this was the best match for his style that he's so far had. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, they uh shot almost entirely on blue screen, obviously. Um, and our. Uh, I mean, so his movies are edited by someone else, technically, for um, credit purposes. But I, I'm with you, Thoreau. Like, very close relationship. Yeah, I'm. Sh- yeah. Absolutely. Like it's the same woman that's um, edited almost all of Scorsese's movies, mm. and she deserves a lot of fucking credit. But they're Scorsese movies. Yeah, yeah, of course, exactly. He's he's in the room. Yeah, yeah. Um, our cast uh, starts with Gerard Butler as Leonidas, King of Sparta. Um, Gerard Austra- Australia's finest. Yeah, Gerard Butler. This was his breakout, right? Yes, it was absolutely. It was his uh, second. I'm sorry, not his second. It was um, one. It he'd was been on like role. Friends and things. Uh, I think he'd done a bunch of t- television bit acting in America. Yeah, it wasn't his first gig. Yeah, yeah he was sure. super familiar. Um, he he was. Uh, let's see. He starred in the Joel Schumacher's Phantom of the Opera film adaptation prior to this. Oh, that's yeah. Um, they really they really tried to make uh, Gerard Butler like a A-list leading man and it just never really took and an action star yeah, like yeah. it was like the, it was like the proto uh, Jason Statham or Vin Diesel like they thought he was going to be the badass like he could play a spy he could play a Spartan he could play a mercenary yeah didn't quite work yeah, exactly. And then when that didn't work out, they started putting him in um, romantic comedies. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it they... would have been great if they started doing like they do with like The Rock and Cena, and, uh, like <laughs> Daddy Daycare or like The Tooth Fairy. 
Uh, but yeah, no. Instead, there was a. Let's see. There was there was a period of time when it was like um, uh, oh god, chasing Mavericks. Oh, that's about a surfer playing for keeps <laughs> with Catherine Zeta Jones and Gen- Jessica Beale. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, he was in uh, Olympus Has Fallen. That's right. He's the Secret Service agent in those movies. Yeah. But, like, also a family man. Um, and uh, he he does voices on How to Train Your Dragon. Um, we also have uh, David Wenham as Delios, our narrator and best known as Faramir from The Lord of the Rings. Um... What's the Delios? <laughs> uh, <It's> smarter. <laughs> we how can you? How come you can only find one of your lace-up sandals? <laughs> uh, um, we uh, saw him most recently. Uh, I, I think the only time on this show in Van Helsing. Um, oh my God. Oh, okay. I was going to say they made a sequel to Van Helsing that I never heard of, but it was an animated short that was straight to video. Oh, yeah. um, oh, it was also in Pirates of the Caribbean. What is that? Four? Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, oh, he's... Uh, most recently was in Elvis as Hank Snow. Oh. And uh, Mortal Kombat... Yeah. Legends Snowblind. <laughs> he was He was in a movie with the guy from Dexter where he was the bad guy. The guy from Dexter was the bad guy. What's that guy? Michael C. Hall? Yeah. And there's a really terrible the culmination of that movie. It's a, it's a clip on YouTube. I've I've never seen the movie, but it's like the most awkward face-off between two characters. I've ever seen in that kind of like action movie ending kind of thing mm. cuz he's like a computer guy and he's there but he's not there and they're like ah, it's fucking weird as shit ever Yeesh. but yeah it's just uh what's his face just yelling with his Australian accent yeah of course um Lena- I would be remiss in not pointing out that he was in 2023 in Combat Wombat 2 <laughs> back to back that's incredible was he in the first one I don't know. I was trying to find that, but because uh, if he wasn't, that's even more incredible. I like that I they would have to send in a specialist for the second. <laughs> I didn't realize that combat wombat was a thing, and is, I'm is he the wombat? Yeah, uh, he's Lenny. I don't know. <laughs> he's either. Um, I, I hope he's the wombat or the I mean, wombat handler. Uh, he's got probably animated. He's wombat. got top billing. Oh, definitely animated. Um. Damn, I was hoping it wasn't. I was just a guy with like a wombat <laughs> with a gun the whole time. Getting wombats to act. <laughs> this is why we work with the orangutan. <laughs> but it sounds like it reminds me of Kangaroo Jack, which I'm not going to lie, is an entertaining movie. Oh, that yeah. movie, yeah. Weird. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's weirdly good. It shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, starring as uh, Queen Gorgo. <laughs> yeah, so she she comes from the Gorgon, Gorgons. 
Which is what Medusa was. Gorgo angry. Um, yeah. Gorgo. What a, what a beautiful name for a beautiful woman. She's like, I like stinky cheese. What can I say? Uh, is uh, Lena Headey. Um, best known as Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Um, her first, her well, not her first movie. Her second film was she was in Remains of the Day. I had no idea. <laughs> um, she's what remains. She's in Dread. She's incredible in Dread. Oh, that's right. She's the villain. Yeah. Um, she uh, played Sarah Connor in the Sarah Connor Chronicles right before Perfect. Game of Thrones. Really? Yeah. I'd watch that. That's interesting. I watched a few episodes and then just kind of fell off because it was, I was, it was, we were just, just pre-streaming and I just didn't, I had to. It's probably not good. It's Terminator. It's 50-50. No, it actually was pretty good. Like the Sarah Connor Chronicles was, was better than most of the movies post T2. Oh, okay. Well, you have my attention. I might watch that. I like Terminator. I like the bad ones too. Um, she's, yeah, uh. What was the movie? There was a movie she got completely cut out of, and but they still had to pay her and she oh. sued them. What movie was, was that? Was it a Marvel movie? That was just recently. It wasn't Marvel. Yeah. Was it DC? It was, was DC. It? I, I felt like it was, yeah, maybe she got Oh, no, it was game. Marvel. It was Thor, Love, and Thunder. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. Okay, I knew it was something like that. Yeah. I think she was supposed to play one of the Greek gods or something. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, something. maybe. Yeah. Like Aphrodite or something. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think she shot both <laughs> sequences, right? Yeah. Like, so that's why they were on the hook to pay her still. Cause she went and did the work. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, she voices uh, the MC. Sorry. The MCU is bonkers. Like there's people who thought they were in movies and were, and then there were people who had no idea they were in movies. Who yeah. with Paltrow not remembering yeah. she was even in Spider-Man. She's like, I don't know. I just cash the checks. dude. Yeah. I, sh- a- I show up in Atlanta for 10 days and walk around on green screens. I don't know what you yeah. want. As an artist, I can see the frustration, but at the same time, it's like, well, <laughs> That's how yeah. it goes. Yeah. Like, stop throwing money at me, please. Uh, she uh, voiced Evil Lynn yeah. in the uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation series from a couple of years ago. <laughs> Revelations. What is being revealed? Uh, I assume He Man's penis. But... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they, almost there. They leave you at the end wanting more, I'm sure. I remember outlines even. <laughs> Uh, Dominic West as uh, Theron. Like Fucking McNulty, man. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. Uh, I love to hate this actor so much. Oh, he's so good at doing that. Yeah. So good. Uh, you guys you guys have all seen The Wire, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking McNulty is so easy to hate after rooting for him for so long. It's so funny. Well, that's what makes that a great show. Is everyone you think you're rooting for come the end, you're rooting for nobody. Really. Yeah. Uh, some of his other credits include... Maybe Pooh Bear. <laughs> <laughs> some of his other credits include Spice World, the Spice Girls movie, and Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Um, he was uh, one of the... He was one of the... Uh, uh, guard, Naboo guards, Nubian right? guards, yeah. 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 That's right. Fucking McNulty, man. <laughs> Jeremy and I talk about the one uh, wire scene where they just say fuck like 400 times 
where they're finding the bullet. It comes up like every week in conversation. <laughs> oh, oh, how he, many fucks? He plays Prince yeah. Charles in The Crown. Oh, yeah, he does. Uh, we've seen him in uh, Punisher Warzone. Oh, my God. He was we've Billy slash in... Jigsaw. He was seen Jigsaw. In, uh, that's right. Mona oh, Lisa my God. The smile. best character maybe ever yeah. put to film. <laughs> Such an insane character in that movie. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm not going to run through all 300 of the Spartans, which, by the way, I don't think I ever saw more than like 16, 17 on screen at a given time. <laughs> yeah, I, ha- I hate to break it to you, but there were green screens involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Vincent Regan uh, played uh, Captain Artemis. Um, we saw him uh, in Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, and we'll be uh, talking about him again soon in Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Oh, I wish we hadn't found that kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't have stayed lost. Um, the last couple I'll mention here is uh, Rodrigo Santoro as King Xerxes. Uh, he is, uh, is best known for 300, um, but also has been seen in uh, such films as Brainstorm. I Oh, I love you, Philip Morris. That was a good movie. Oh, he was. Oh, does he play Shay? He played Shay Guevara in Shay. Huh. Love Actually and. Um, a Did they have to shoot really at weird angles because he's actually nine feet tall when he was Shay Guevara? <laughs> Absolutely. Like he had to like hunch the whole time. He. They just did super superimposed a T-shirt over his head. <laughs> um, he voiced Stuart Little too, or Stuart <laughs> Stuart Little in the Brazilian dub of Stuart Little too. Um, really? Okay, I was gonna say I was like uh, he replaced Michael J. Fox. Yeah. yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he was Michael J. Fox in, in the, the Brazilian version of Stuart Little. Sure. Yeah, and uh, he he voices I don't know I assume like a dog or a parrot in the Rio series. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> he yeah. he really. I just he, love a dog or a parrot. I love, the options I'm giving. I love the way this dude plays this role. Yeah, this uh, is a especially. this is a thing that he could have done a lot of other things with, and just yeah, it's fun to watch him be weird as so. hell. Yeah. Um, and of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that as Stelios, Mister Magneto himself, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, over or underacting in a very strange way. That yeah. boy gay as hell that whole time. The whole time, I'm like, he's gay as hell, man. He's just like. Hey guys, when we're done, if we survive, we're all gonna no, the, kiss. No, the, I, <laughs> I love, I love the way hands. the entire time. I'm sure he showed up to set and was like, "They're not gonna talk about these guys being gay." Okay, that's I'll fine. I'll be gay. <laughs> They're all like, "Don't let that guy die." We have some plans for him. Um, he uh, did star in the recent um, "The Killer," which is also a comic book movie by uh, uh, David Fincher. Interesting. Based on a French graphic novel. But, um, add it to the list. <laughs> but uh, he uh, took four years off to race cars from 2020 oh. to 2023. He's one of and those kind of guys. He made a, a car movie, I think. Oh, yeah. He was Ferrari, right? Uh, was he a Ford, that was Ford, Ford Ferrari one? Ford v. Ferrari. Was he in that? I thought he was in that. Because um, I thought that was like a larger cast of people. I haven't seen it. I know that there was a Hemsworth in it, I'm pretty sure. 
But he might have been the other driver. Yeah. It's all right. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's so good. I just but, thinking of him in like Inglorious Bastards. Oh, uh, you know. Oh, he he's a fantastic. Guy. Yeah, yeah, he's. Great. I think I've brought up my feelings for him before, but uh, yeah, he's a he's great. And um, that's cool that he took that time off to. That's such a Paul Newman thing. He he, yeah. he did the same shit. He's like, no, nah, I want to race for yeah. a while. Yeah. Uh. The yeah. Lemon. Lemans. Lemon. I don't know. Oh, Lemans. Le- Le yeah. Le Mans. The, uh, that movie. Okay. No. 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 That race. He's been racing in that race the last. Four oh, he's years. been racing in Le Mans. Whoa. That's a crazy race. That's one of those yeah. that um, goes through Monaco. Goes through the yeah, city like streets and everything. Yeah, like that's, Iron Man it's 2. A race. It's a street yeah. race. Or yeah. Cars 2. <laughs> or Cars 2. <laughs> Cars 2 is the craziest movie ever made. Um, I still have never seen any of those movies. Or the oh Planes my. ones. I had children and I seen them all. <laughs> Cars yeah. 2 has a car pope, which indicates yep. the existence of a car Jesus. That was car crucified. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. does the car ride around in another car? <laughs> to protect the, it from the, bullets. Does the, does car, the Pope the, car ride in a bigger Pope the car? The Pope car is kind of shaped like the Pope mobile. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Like a golf cart, basically. Yeah. Uh, um, if I were the Pope, I, mean, I would have been they pissed had me that's what they came up with. They had me when they passed George Garland. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this film 300 has 61% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not as high as I thought, but yeah, all right. And uh, interesting, yeah, it it was it was not universally well reviewed at all. Those because those percentages change, right? You know, as people put their input. In. Yeah, that's that's the critic score. I, I'm not giving the audience score. Oh, right. And then there's the audience score, but that one updates. You know, like yeah. new people watch it and they're like, hey, yeah. But I, mean, I the, see critic the, the, critic scores. The critic score can update too if a recognized critic reviews it, like in later days, like a YouTuber or something. I got you. But, uh, so it's not filed with the Library of Congress or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it is malleable. Yeah, exactly. It's not like the thumbs, which are forever, ever. Um, thumbs I, are forever. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a dude with two chopped off thumbs going, oh. Yeah, uh, I, I, I do have a couple. Uh, <laughs> James Bond, thumbs are forever. <laughs> Um, a couple uh, letterboxed reviews. User Winnova writes, I've seen gay movies and I've seen homophobic movies. This is the first gay homophobic movie I've ever seen. <laughs> How many stars? Two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and a user Branson Reese writes, the only part of this I liked was when the coins fell out of the guy's pocket and everyone shouted traitor, but I thought they were yelling treasure. <laughs> <laughs> the cat write that? What the hell? <laughs> it would be so much more fun if they gleefully called it cl- uh, treasure and then all just like ran to it, scooping it up. <laughs> uh, like a pinata had opened. <laughs> Uh, um, that review has <laughs> no stars. They failed no to rate stars. it. 
<laughs> yeah, that was a statement. And that's it. I only got two. The rest were all either Snyder bad or Snyder good. <laughs> Snyder bad or Snyder good. Yeah. It's 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 really it's a it's a black or white. It's an on or off by by uh uh you know two two choices. I mean, or it's very simply what it is. Treasure. <laughs> treasure. <laughs> treasure. Treasure. Um, so that's it, guys. Are we ready to jump into the movie itself? I'll get kicked into that pit. <laughs> yes. Here we go. This is 300. To victory. <laughs> yeah. There's not one of us that wouldn't gladly die for the cause. Well, one. <laughs> right, one. <laughs> but otherwise, we're solid. <laughs> But otherwise, we're solid. <laughs> uh, we open with a title card. Then shots of skulls. Skulls, skulls, everywhere skulls. Um, <laughs> not a drop to drink. That's a baby graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. And those are not just any skulls. <laughs> those are that's baby where, skulls. That's where Casper Because from. Zack Snyder made this movie. And he was like, you know what our opening shot should be? Baby skulls. I, I love it. Honestly, it's interesting though because they he puts those goalposts so far. First thing in the movie, like boom, these people kill babies. Yeah, they're pretty hardcore. You have to accept that they kill babies to like, start. If you That's, can't tell, they're the good this, guys. Like, they're yeah. the good guys. If you can't discern from this, you know, hours old baby if it's a warrior or not, you just throw it in the pit. <laughs> right. Just dashed into the rocks. Yeah, this is. It's dark. I mean, it, there's definitely historical accuracy to it, but it's to me, it's fascinating. Oh, it, it's accuracy. Opened, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Then he opened the movie with that because it just sets us up for like, oh, oh what are we, yeah. What? Eugenics was going on long before it was given that name. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. it was exactly. Um, I I forget who it was. Somebody said about Spartan women, they were the most beautiful women in the Western world, or whatever. It was some Athenian person who said it. But historically, I guess, be, for probably similar reasons. Like, what do you do with your daughter that's not attractive? <laughs> Jesus. Throw her in the baby pit. Throw well, her in the baby uh, pit, I guess. Ugh. How do you know they're going to be attractive when they're well, baby? I, mean, you know I don't they're look they're like Winston be Churchill. A warrior. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it, your, your not attractive daughter's not going to get married point. off. You know, that's the thing. It's like what happens to so she'll become a yeah. slave. I mean, they yeah, mentioned exactly, it. the yeah. messenger from Xerxes, like, you'll get bitches every day. Yeah. Even hot ones. <laughs> Even hot ones. <laughs> but you got baby graveyard. Yeah. Like, I don't like the looks of this baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, then, yeah, this one's got a bruise. <laughs> this yeah. one isn't quite ripe. Like, let's see, we're one of the few species who give birth to completely helpless animals that stay that way for years. But let's judge them right now. Yeah. Do do they come and get your baby or do you take it to them? The people who do the baby I judging. assume you're expected to take it to them if you're a good Spartan. Oh, I think yeah. it happens. It's like if you Down syndrome or if you had like yeah. any handicap, they'd just toss it out the proverbial window they would go to baby grave cliff <laughs> follow the signs do you imagine like the when they first like when when they first decided to do this like well what should we do with them what if we throw them over this cliff well that's where, 
<laughs> well, then we won't be able to do anything down there anymore. That's where I have my garden. It's just going to be a that baby our, cliff. That was our picnic. That's right yeah. where the lake is. <laughs> you know, yeah, these, are, these are like cultural choices. These are things that got solidified over time. Like, right. that's crazy. Who was the first person that was like, the cliff is obviously where we have to throw your baby. What do you mean you're going to throw my baby off a cliff? You're like, well, what I do mean, you expect us to do? Throw it in a lake? Come on. Yeah. For, like, bury it in a, warrior, a hole? For a warrior culture, the logic is sound. The, the ridiculousness is how they know right away. Yeah. That this is, yeah. cannot be a useful Spartan. But from a warrior culture, you you don't want to your nomadic fighting battles. You don't want to carry around people yeah. that, like. Hold on, Kevin. <laughs> we need Kevin to well, get up. And it's and it's not unique just to Sparta. There are all kinds of no. cultures throughout history. Lions, exactly. The, the Aztecs, yeah. the Egyptians. Well, the Egyptians sort of were interested in deformities a little more. Yeah, but anyways, well, yeah, it was it's, an interest it, of theirs. <laughs> <laughs> I like the occulture of uh, Hollywood. This this is, of course, the cloudiest that Greece has ever been. <laughs> the cloudiest Greece. Hey, we have three colors, I would point out, in this film. We have gold, yep. red, and gray. Yeah. Yep. Um, All right. So, sorry. Back to Baby Skull. Yeah. So back to Baby Cliff. Skull Cliff. Yeah. Um, then a voiceover starts talking about Leonidas, the king. He's born. He learns to fight. Then there's a wolf and some snow, and then he's king. Bada bing, bada boom. Well, he sent out a walkabout of sorts, a warrior's journey, and then kills the dire wolf. And so everyone's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And like bad, a not bad metaphorical <laughs> way, you know, yeah, to the same right. way that, yeah. Because they mentioned it later, I think, versions. Yeah. <laughs> that he, he conquered the cold and he conquered the wolf or whatever. Which so it could have I, been a metaphorical wolf indeed. There's there's a lot of like conversation about this movie in regards to like uh the other and xenophobia and all these things and fascism and uh let's just crack the seal on that guy right now. But he talks about the beast being on the way, but also as a metaphor to the wolf itself being a beast. So that's the thing where I'm like, yeah, it's a big thing that's going to eat you. It makes yeah. sense metaphorically. But a lot of people got hung up on that in particular. It was interesting going back and looking at some of the criticisms of this movie and being like, that's in the movie, dude. Like, I don't know what to tell you. There are things to be weirded out about with this movie, but that's not one of them. I think. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. There, there is a scene with a wolf that absolutely yeah. is in the, the movie. Like, well, but like, and him calling, uh, what's his name? Delios calling the Persian army, the beast, yes. you know? Yeah. And that, and that, uh, what's his face? Leonidas brought the beast upon himself. Yeah. Yeah. People were literally parsing that language and I'm like, what? What? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's called symbolism. <laughs> it's been yeah. in movies for a while. Um, yeah. Really. Iranians, uh, did get mad over this. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. claiming iranophobia um one of the defenses of someone was that this is not this is told from the point of view of spartans two thousand over two thousand years ago not this is not supposed to represent modern day values iran yeah, yeah. i don't think anyone got mad at iran for this movie's depiction oh, of Persians. <laughs> Well, and I mean, like the 
it's not historically accurate, and that's not the only thing. But that's not the important. But that's not important. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like we <laughs> we don't know exactly what happened in Amistad. No. Yeah, but but it's historical fiction, and so it it just wasn't deemed as offensive. A twelve years a slave, yada da da da, and this goes back even further. This is prehistoric. It's or, you know you know well, what I mean. I, I think that some of the complaints are about the like the the spooky guy with the machete arms and the that's like just Snyder Snyderin. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, like that's the dramatization. Those, those well. And and the fact I was like, we I think don't have that, guys with choppy arms. <laughs> I never have, never will. Xerxes' empire, the Persian Empire, was massive. So that's not necessarily an indictment on the culture of Persia, like the inland, the, the imperial center. There's all kinds of weird stuff from all over the world that he's bringing with him. Yeah. I mean, the the Romans literally believed they were descended from wolves. And when they went into battle, the wolf was very much their symbol. They were also quite good at domesticating. Yeah. Wolf. Um, the Vikings were bestial. I, I get what you're yeah. saying, that painting yeah. a certain people in this light, but we're talking about a history that's so long ago, it's really hard to put it in moral and ethical context. Yeah, it's in so any way we know long it. ago. Well, and I mean... I, I will I will give a little bit of, to the idea that like it's Zack Snyder and this is Frank Miller, right? Yeah. I was going to mix this. Yeah, right. They are using those things to make an, a moral point that these guys are stopping barbarism from with reason and honor or whatever. And it's like, oh, the rest of the world also has those things. You're not the only one. Yeah, the the Middle East at that time had far more of it than Europe did. <laughs> yeah. I and I'm not saying it's you, Brian, by yeah. any stretch but, yeah. of the imagination, but that happens a lot lately where it, it's historically based, but everybody wants it planted in some sort of real world. The best example, yeah. the maestro, where Bradley Cooper just played Leonard Bernstein, that everybody gave him such shit for using a prosthetic nose. But yet with the nose, he looks identical to Leonard Bernstein. Yes, Leonard. It's just like, why are we bringing these personal and present day context it would be yeah. like if brie larson has to be played bar it'd be like if brie larson played um barbara streisand you you, you there the nose is a yeah she would need yeah. the part nose. of who that person is it like she would actually be a good casting for that i think yeah. um but she would have to have a prosthetic nose yeah. because the whole yeah. barbara streisand the, the nose was a part of her her image like she yeah yeah it's, I've been watching Griselda on Netflix. Oh, um, Sofia yeah. Vergara has the big uh, prosthetic nose. They were both Colombian, so I guess it's okay for her. But it's uh, but we're, oh. I, I digress. What I mean is with the historical fiction, I'll just get it real quick. The historical fiction shit, people complain if it doesn't encompass everything. Like like you said, like, well, there were lots of other civilizations in the world that were, of course they were. Yeah. But we're talking about not only one part of the world, but a battle. Mm. You know, like it'd be if you were doing a movie about Gettysburg and it's just like they were having a hard time in Missouri, too. I don't understand why you. <laughs> yes. So, I, to me, anyway. to me, the thing I, I love looking at the the way that people parse things apart because it, it shows that there are interesting aspects to things. Sure. I just like to I Absolutely. like the idea of examining the choices that are made. But I see that, like, like to your point, that people just get hung up on it, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why? Why is I mean, this? This doesn't ruin the art. It's just an artistic choice. And I'm like, why did you make that choice? What point were you trying to make? That's interesting. And then going like, why are these people mad? Like, oh, 
oh, I can see why they're mad, but it doesn't affect me, you know. I don't see That's, how the Persians were portrayed as anything but formidable. Yeah. In this movie. I agree with that. Um, like, if anything, if anyone, it's the Greeks being made fun of, and there's so much fun to make fun of because they don't fight back. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ancient Greeks. Well, they can't. They can't because their economies in tatters. Um, it's oh, yeah. <laughs> so they sat around talking. Um, okay, I'm sorry. We keep, anyway, I keep interrupting. Yeah, this. we cut to 30 years later. Uh, a person. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I wish when it fast forwarded, it was like an Ant Man type thing where there's a music, you know, like spoon song or something. <laughs> Thirty years later, he's running a deli. <laughs> a Persian messenger arrives at Sparta. We meet a Spartan politician who doesn't like uh, Leonidas much. Then Leonidas meets with the messenger, who demands submission to King Xerxes, Earth and Water. As a token, uh, he learn, urges Leonidas to submit and insults Queen Gorgo. Yeah. <laughs> a name like, I will never get tired of saying. Well, she was definitely, ever... uh, say she was chipping at him the whole time. Not to say that he just outright insulted her. Yeah. <laughs> Do they ever even say her name in the movie? I think she's always just referred to as the queen or my so. wife. I think so. I don't, yeah, I, I don't think, think they said right. it. Uh, my wife. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's like, but why Gorgo is your chick was, talking? Gorgo was the historical name. Yes, Queen Gorgo. Gorgo. <laughs> the lovely Gorgo. <laughs> like, why did I keep my maiden name? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, coming up on that center stage, Gorgo. Gorgo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look her in the eyes. She'll turn you to stone. She'll spark and kick you into. <laughs> right. that's, that's what happened. Yeah, Leonidas gets angry. He kicks the messenger into a pit. So they just keep the pit right there. <laughs> right? Um, I have other questions about the pit. Go ahead, Al. You look like oh, you just, I was. I was wondering what the function of the pit was. What is that? It's the baby graveyard? The, no, no, no. The or, baby. No, graveyard. Just we to, saw the baby. Yeah, that's how. This is open. another pit. This is where okay. the elderly people go. I'm assuming the baby graveyard is open, so you can leave flowers the, on you. This is a pit that is possibly bottomless. <laughs> yes, um, which leads or, me to. Okay, guys. Or very, ropes around very it? deep. Or very, very deep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they, that guy falls for at least four or five seconds. That's. But the, they they hired the same safety inspectors as they use in uh, Star Wars. For yes, this it's the Empire yeah. all over again. No, what my question was is like, it, there's clearly masonry around it, <laughs> and as far as the camera lets us see, there's there's block. But where does that stop, and who had that job? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, it could have started as a well, but I have a feeling it was designed for Spartan kicking people into. <laughs> yeah. It's a kicking pit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the old kicking pit. Um, yeah. But who did the masonry work and for how far down? No. And at what point was like, you know what? At, when I'm king, I'm going to revitalize <laughs> the pit. <laughs> the kicking pit. Yeah. It's a civic. Um, revitalization program. Yeah. It's going to be a kicking pit playground from now on. Yeah, uh, so I was just curious yeah. who did that work. Children will frolic around the kicking pit. Um. Anyways, after he after round and round the kicking pit, da, 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 da. we all have to come up with the there you, you know they had you know they had songs about killing their babies. Oh, they yeah. had to all the time just to make They're it okay. Like, 
This one's foot is a little shorter. He won't be my son no longer. I'll throw him in the baby pit. No, it wouldn't be a banjo solo. It'd be that guy who's playing the two flutes that's leading the two flute guy. Yeah, Yeah. it's like one flute that's two flutes. So funny that they would have a bard or you know musician leading. What if we had a flute that was like a double flute? (laughs) (laughs) But what I loved is that we didn't get to hear. We didn't get to hear whatever their flute battle hymn was. (laughs) We just got Zack Snyder's electric guitar. That would have been so funny if it's just like Greek flute music all of a sudden. What else would it be? It's not an awesome Black Sabbath guitar riff, which is what you would think warriors would walk into. It would be like the Navy SEALs and like a dude with a recorder leading them. Yeah, playing a fife. Hot cross buns. Hot cross buns. (laughs) We're going to kick ass, right, guys? No, it's just ABBA songs. It's just <laughs> Waterloo. I was going to say, this will be our Waterloo. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, a minute. you don't want to play Waterloo when you go into battle. That's a bad omen. <laughs> well, well, I've decided to rent Napoleon and sink it up to Waterloo. It's going to be like a dark side of the moon. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it's going to take a few plays of that song. <laughs> I was going to say, just way going. too long. Until it gets just, to Waterloo. Just Waterloo, the song. <laughs> I'm just crazy enough to it, do it. It might improve that movie. Um, so then, Leonardo- speaking of well, speaking of historical revisionism, oh, damn, this movie has somehow less historical revision than that movie does. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to. It's fun. It's fun. It's bad, but it's fun. Um, I like historical epics. I mean, it's really bad. Ridley Scott did what Kubrick never could. <laughs> He got a Napoleon movie made. Oh. <laughs> um, well, he was a boring figure. He's, good. I guess, a great mid- military strategist, but he's a lot like Trump, but just yeah. kind of boring at his core. I mean, my, it, as far as I'm concerned, the 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 quintessential Napoleon is still the time, time bandits. bandits. Napoleon, absolutely. Uh, it's seconded not, uh, only by uh, Bill, Bill and Ted. And Ted yeah. Yes. Yes. Waterloop. <laughs> What the loop? Um, so, anyways, after after the the pit incident, Leonidas climbs a mountain. <laughs> the pit incident. <laughs> um, to visit some priests, some priests who could really use a skincare regime. Uh, so these are supposed to be the oracle at Delphi, right? Not at Delphi. It's a, not at Delphi, but uh, yeah, an oracle. The, those uh, the A force exist. Yeah, the A force. They did exist in Greece, yeah. you know, X, Y, Z. Yeah. That was another thing that's funny. I think more with the Greeks and other cultures, obviously Sparta threw you in the baby grave. But um, in a lot of cultures, deformities were looked on as sort of a divinity of God. Like they were often used in the king's court or whoever as seers. Yeah. When that was just probably syphilis. <laughs> Ravaging their... <laughs> faces yeah. and bodies yeah well and that's definitely kept, like they imply that with the well yeah they tastes. say in, incest yeah. a couple times but that's the only dudes up there so it was code word for those four guys do with each other and look how busy well they, are. they they apparently have a series of 
adolescent girls brought to them to tell them the but future. That, that wouldn't make that incest. Uh, oh, this, this, I mean, this my brothers could watch me, <laughs> but as long as I'm not doing it with them. Yeah. Well, this movie's so interesting because we only see the like the cherry on top of the Sunday of what's actually happening. Like we don't see any helots. We don't see any thespians. We don't see any of these other subcultures that were within the Spartan uh, cultural hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not seeing how the creepy dudes are being supplied their, you know, child uh, bride things uh, and all that shit. Like it's it's weird to just have it just it's just kind of matter of factly laid out for us. Well, we kind of do. Um, even kings have to bribe and pay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then later on, the Persians promising even more. So I, they're delivered to them. As yeah. If, as, because uh, their word is is bond, apparently. Right. So right. I don't. I, they don't leave that. People bring them offerings, as far as I. Yeah. I oh yeah. Think. No. Someone. Someone's bringing them a, a, a box full of food every day. Yeah, and a bo- uh, <laughs> a bird box and a yeah. box full of ch- chicks. That was yeah, a, a box, thing, right? a <laughs> box full of teenage girls. Yeah, 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 um, and, and food. And do they and have to climb wine. that mountain with that box of teenage girls on their back? I imagine absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to pay tribute. Yeah, it's part of the. That's yeah. It's just fascinating to think about, like just the way it is presented. He's like, "Yeah, I just came up here to ask you guys these questions," and he's like, "Yeah," and they get these girls up here. It's crazy. I don't know. I'm the king, but uh, they said no. All right, bye. I'm like, I mean, it could be that they're leopards, but or leopards. <laughs> I went to a, le- I thought I was going to a leopard colony, but it was a leopard colony. <laughs> I barely got out alive. Um, yeah, they could be lepers, but I I think it's. Dirty dick stuff. Jesus yeah. said. Jesus said to bathe the leopards. <laughs> we lost forty men. <laughs> bathe the leopards and guard your face. Um, yeah. So basically, he he lays out his whole plan. They say no, uh, um, because uh, Car- Carnea is coming up. I keep wanting to say Carniceria. Um, it's coming, and it's. That's like the fucking festival, right? That's like everybody gets down. It's the, is it it's a solstice like, or it's a moon related one, right? Yeah, they said the full yeah. moon. Oh, so so yeah. so so that's why people would not be easily swayed as well. So I guess yeah, once a month or so they. It's not the harvest not recommended. Festival. Yeah, yeah. Once a month, everybody well, and if gets it's, a wild. if it's the yeah, if it's a full moon, then it's not any particular. It's just yeah. One cycle, well, another full moon. This this may be like way deep into the weeds, but here we are. Um, but it's interesting watching this movie and having the government say, no, you can't do that. We have this celebration going on. And of course, we look at that and we're like, God, how stupid. But at this yeah. point, there, there was no like cultural military strategy history of like, dude, you got to be quick and decisive. Like it's just battles had been fought and lost and won and things like that you know it wasn't like, a school like it is today or even 500 to a thousand years later mm. yeah there's a reason why we learn about thermopylae because it is a tactical choice that those guys made you know like uh-huh. it's interesting thinking about that from like a weird military tactical standpoint nobody had, thinking about which but the oracles? like the oracles and the government basically saying like dude it's a party when the party's over sure then we can go fight some people. Oh, well, I mean, there you have know? been ceasefires during holy, yeah, yeah. Days but I think that this like, like that. 
this predates the idea of moving quickly, right? You know, to stop an army, you well, know, and, like, and also the Persians don't celebrate that, so they're still going to come. Yeah, it's kind of the point. I just think it's interesting that through our perspective, we're like they're so dumb, and it's like they just didn't know, you know, like that's just what they've been doing for a thousand years, and that's why they still carry teenage girls up the cliff to these creeps. Well, yeah, they don't want to anger their gods. Yeah, 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 because they literally think their gods live over on that mountain and down in that pit. Yeah, literally, it's it's like it's hard to wrap our brains around. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, he lays out the whole strategy. They say no. Then we find out that uh um after leonidas leaves he leaves angry uh we get a uh, one of xerxes guys shows up along with a uh, uh throne the bad McNulty? yeah Th- theron theron the Spartan politician yeah. theron um, charlie's theron <laughs> uh he didn't exist in the the book hmm. like that whole so this scene was just this, basically the same, but without him, um, and everything that happened in the movie that was happening back in Sparta, that was not included in the comic. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of undercutting the cultural thing and saying that they're just corrupt. That's why they're making that choice. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I, I go ahead, Thor. No, I was just going to say I think that's a good filmmaking choice to have this other thing happening to like check yeah. back in with the with with gorgo once in a while yeah absolutely i mean one strategy could be that you know that could be a festival that they get a lot of offerings mm. that's for. true um and so like let's wait till that's over so we can get all of our virgins and food and wine yeah yeah uh, it was the same festival, uh, Carnea, um, that prevented uh, the Spartans the previous year um, from joining the Athenians in the Battle of Marathon. That which the Athenians actually lost. won. Oh, which right. was all, oh, they won. No, they did win. They they drove off the uh, the Persians from Marathon at that point, but the Spartans were also like upset that they didn't get to join in that defeat. Mm-hmm. You know, that battle just went on and on. <laughs> um back home leonidas has sex with his wife gorgo <laughs> and then although the uh priest said well no, she she says what that mouth do when he comes in right <laughs> literally <laughs> she's like why are you talking it's crazy she's like get over here with that butler that gerard butler ass which is so prominently displayed dude shredded yes yeah absolutely um so uh but he decides to gather up 300 soldiers and just go for a walk we're just going for a walk guys i'm just stretching my legs it makes for such a better story this way even though the historical part is that they were on like their heels and that's how it ended Mm-hmm. Just having it be like, no, I'm just going out for a walk. It's so fun. That's such a fun way to set the story up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Theron and the council um, confront Leonidas about defying the priests by going to war. Leonidas tells them they're out for a walk. They they leave. Um, so were the, the syphilis guys, they were down there, right? They were in the field being like, we told you you couldn't go. I thought it was no, just the no, council. Right? Yeah, that was, oh, it was uh, just the council? Oh, okay. I thought uh-huh. that one of those guys was with them. 
I don't know. Uh, I don't I think like, they leave. Okay, I was going to say, like, did somebody mountain. carry him? I was like, did somebody carry him down? Like, I don't <laughs> think he could make that climb on his own. Okay. I'm Probably how they controlled BD. Just put him on a mountain. <laughs> put him on a mountain and then. Like, should we up. have a cliff like the babies go? Cliff? No, I, just no, no. put him up on babies the mountain. Go, <laughs> babies go down, uh, VD goes up. <laughs> I, I love yeah, the idea. Reproductive of, rights. Of the politicians running out to stop the, the king and his little army before they can go fight a bigger army. They're like, wait, wait, we told you no. Like, it's just. It's because such of the a festival. They're it's not such worried a weird about the thing. odds. But. Yeah. It's it, it's just such a, like, as an American person who has, like, a mayor and a governor and the president and, like, 400 generals in the military. Like, this is just so weird. It's just the king and his 300 dudes and the, the senator and some other dudes mm-hmm. running out to stop him. Fucking weird. It's just such a these are this is human shit that's happening. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just it's it's a you know it's a city, but like it's like what two thousand people. Yeah, like I mean, and that's kind of how we did Normandy. You know, if yeah. you believe the historical versions, three hundred or less. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So better uh, weapons. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, a universal hate for the Germans, those things help. Well, I guess there was a lot of aggr- <laughs> aggression in this one too. But yeah. oh yeah. Um, so along the way they get joined by uh some Arcadians. Um then they find a town that's been destroyed and all the people were killed by the Persians. They made up people tree. So this is weird to me. Al, did you ever look at a map while you were watching this movie? Several times. Where is the town between where they are and the place they're going to stop the Persians? It, the Persians are already past the place where they're going to stop them. Well, they, uh, okay, so. Um, this doesn't make sense in like <laughs> three dimensions to me. They said it was I, just a scouting party that destroyed the yes, town. Thank oh, you. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, it's, But also. Scouting is dangerous. It's not like when we were little. Wouldn't those guys <laughs> just come up the rear behind this group of 300 men no, while they're fighting? It was a scouting like, party that came, destroyed the town, then went back to the Persian camp is the, was the, yeah. the idea I got. Same. Yeah. Anyways, it's just confused the hell out of me when I saw it the first time, the second time, the third time. Like, where the hell are those guys? Shouldn't those 300 dudes go catch those guys first? Because they're going to do a lot of damage. Yeah, no, the idea I got was they then returned back to the beach. <laughs> yeah, back to the beach. They, they went back and just got in line to get killed first. Started surfing. Like, what are they? And Frankie and Annette. <laughs> um, and special appearances by Bob Denver. All right, so. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, anyways, there, uh, there was one kid left alive who told them what happened and showed them. You always the, leave one. Yeah, and showed them the people tree. Um, so then they got to the coast. <laughs> the first version of 23 and me. Yeah. They get to the coast and it starts raining. They watch the storm sink a lot of ships, Persian ships. Um, meanwhile, the, that shit looks like an oil painting. This is one of my favorite shots is just him standing there with everybody like cheering and then just ships. And could getting you, do you feel like dashed. you should see 
Poseidon in the waves or anything. I felt like yeah. I saw an outline of it. It wasn't dramatic like he was a character, but I, I saw this kind of a figure. I think that that was heavily implied. I remember saying that after seeing it as a teenager. I remember thinking like, were they like putting the gods in that storm scene? Was I tripping on that? I didn't go back and look, but it caught my eye. You know, I have that eye for like seeing faces and patterns and things. a lot of people do. Yeah. So my eye was immediately drawn to that figure. Hmm. I think they put layers of that in there for that reason. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, back in Sparta, meanwhile, the queen talks to a non-bad politician. She tells him that... Uh, <laughs> John Kerry. She's like, look, can I just talk to you, uh, please? <laughs> yeah. Can we wrap? Um, she tells him that uh, Th- uh, Theron is conspiring against her, and the politician arranges for the queen to speak with the council. Back at the coast, the uh, Spartans scout out a large Persian encampment. And uh, the next morning, while building a wall of dead people, they get approached by an emissary of Xerxes. They cut off his arm and send him back. It's not your arm anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's the people's arm. Yeah. So the Spartans have all kinds of barbs constantly. They're always one-liners, you know. They will fight in the shade. Oh, it's a good day to die. Blah, blah, blah. Supposedly, they historically were known for their one-liners. Huh. <laughs> like, all right. Historically, the Spartans in particular were known for being terse and having yeah. all kinds of funny say, shit to say during the battle. Oh, the Spartans are coming. They are sassy. And yeah, they they would show up and roast the Athenians and shit. Like when they had to fight side by side. I just I love that about that was in this kind of, yeah yeah and yeah. It, and it and it comes through. Well, the, I mean, I previous, follow Leonidas and he's he's got some good tweets. The the previous scene where they met the Arcadians and the Arcadians are like, you only brought this many, and he's yeah. like, you know. What, what you? is your profession? Uh, what's your profession? Yeah. I'm a poet. I'm a farmer. Blah blah blah. Um, that was dope. The, yes. That, Spartans, what is um, your profession? Oh oh oh. That scene in the comic ended with uh, Daxos, the Arcadian, saying, "How um, you Spartans always know what to say." <laughs> I mean, if if I were an Athenian meeting those guys on the road, I'd be like, "Oh shit, let's go." <laughs> It's better than having your your new battle pals be like, oh, guys, this is going to suck, right? There's like a million of them. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, so uh, Leonidas then encounters uh, a, a file. I don't know how to say the dude's name. The a fealties. the hunchback, uh, a deformed Spartan. Is, is his name where we may get the word fealty from? I don't know. Mm. Pledge fealty, because Greek words are all hidden throughout English everywhere, and people's names and shit too. Yeah. Just anyways. oh yeah, we're we're based largely yeah. in Greek, Spanish, and German. But uh, I thought the same thing is might be because historically he is the one who betrayed his people with the path. Yeah. He's their Benedict Arnold, whatever character. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Um, so, but anyways, his parents fled Sparta to keep him from being thrown in the baby pit. Um, 
<laughs> and he becomes the villain. I love it. Yeah, I was really expecting yeah. him to like the first time I saw this, I was expecting him to be redeemed, but no. Nope. No, they're like it's good to throw babies in the baby pit. They should have thrown him in the baby pit. Yeah, I was going to say, like, how are they going to pull that off through his entire life? I got to give credit to, to Zack Snyder and to uh, Frank Miller, whoever wrote this sequence of, like, you can't lift your shield up. Mm-hmm. Period. That's the thing we need you to be able to do. You can't do that. You can clean the battlefield. You can give people water. He, like, didn't cast him away. He didn't throw him into the adult baby pit. You know, like he very well. Right. He just he just kicked a guy in the hole adult for you know asking him for some water. He told him he could still Chuck E. Cheese. Well, he started a new one right there. I'm sure. <laughs> he he told him he could still do stuff to help. He just couldn't fight. Yeah. I actually disagree with his choice because he mentions um, the the phalanx, and if he can't lift his uh, shield, he can't protect the person on his left. Okay. Just put him at the very left, so there's nobody left of him to protect. Just put him on the the far left, because uh, he, he can use he does know how to use a spear. I mean, I I I I think the <laughs> idea is that then they will have to worry about him being protecting him. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's I like the idea that Al's a character that rescues and rehabilitates uh, Baby Skull Pit. <laughs> <laughs> he can be useful. Wild hunchbacks. <laughs> he can clean the bathrooms. Um, he uh, can ring the bells once we get to that point in our history. <laughs> right. He can fall in love with the gypsy lady. I, I just he, think he it's can be a greeter at the Hellgate. To characterize Leonidas as somebody who's not uh, necessarily all pro baby pit. You know, he's there's yeah. a spectrum of baby pit that he. Uh, you know, he's not feels a, like he is like held to. He's, he's like, not, ah, you made it out of the baby pit, so he's I not, guess you made it. He's not a hardcore pitter. Yeah, um, I know the point you're making, but every time you say baby pit, I can't. It's I have to laugh. He's um, anti baby pit, or he's soft. like Leonidas is soft on baby pit. <laughs> I don't know. Like, or is that is it more like a tiger pit where you like throw people in and they're eaten alive the by babies? babies. Oh. Tiger pits are awesome. This is a cliff where you just drop the baby onto yeah. <laughs> a pile of other, ba- other babies. babies. I mean, there like were a, a lot of jokes about deaf. that on the schoolyard when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I got thrown in the baby pit. <laughs> should, have, should have been thrown in the baby pit. Oh. So anyways, um, a field gets mad and storms off saying he's going to prove Leonidas wrong. Uh, then the per- I would have killed that guy. The moment he got mad at that, I'd have been like, "Look, dude, now you're a liability." Yeah. In, in the, the comics, baby pit you go. In the comics, he threw himself off of that cliff mm. in attempted suicide. Mm. Um, failed attempted suicide because he does come back. He should have just pretended to be a weird baby. <laughs> they would have done it for him. <laughs> Weird baby. Well, because so we what meant- criteria? They were holding up a new board. What are they judging? They're like, this one's a fuck. I know it. <laughs> this goddamn Finkelstein shit kid. So, um, anyways, the Persian army arrives and they start fighting. Um, the Spartans win a bunch. 
<laughs> the end. That's pretty much the movie, right? <laughs> they win the NCAA championship. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so we get day one, yeah. basically. Yes. And then they build a wall with day one. Well, okay, no, no. But first, first, um, we cut back to Sparta, where the queen meets with the nice politician guy again, who tells her that he's arranged for her to speak in front of the council in two days, and she should use that time to win over uh, Theron. Theron approaches her and is vaguely threatening. Oh, he creepy. Yeah. He's a creepy creeper. Um, then, back at the battle, the Persians have withdrawn and the Spartans are cleaning up the battlefield. Um, and uh, um, they made a wall. They they used Persians in the wall. They made a wall of people. <laughs> yeah, they, Hands across America. Um, they're building on that wall that they had already made. Yeah. yeah. But this is still day one. And uh, the small contingent. <laughs> oh, actually, that of, happened before the dude showed up. That was at the, yeah, the wall building was earlier. Yeah. The, yeah. Now they're that just piling bodies higher. Wall. Yeah, yeah. But but now this is the part where Xerxes himself shows up. Uh-huh. Um, Still day one. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> like he... Like Jay-Z at the Grammys. <laughs> he uh, rides in. Yeah. <laughs> They made they gave him a special black Grammy. They, wait, they gave Jay Z a black Grammy, a special all black Grammy. Yeah, huh? Yeah, and that's kind of cool to hang up on your mantle. But and then 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 he he poured cognac in it and drank out. Of I it. saw I saw the picture of the okay. cognac thing, but yeah. I didn't realize that it was black. That's that, kind of that was a, yeah, that's, an all black that's special dope, Grammy. actually. Yeah, because he's Jay Z. Yeah, and he used his time to complain about how Beyonce never won Album of the Year. Um, I I love how comfortable Xerxes is around Leonidas. Um, just like he's like, eh, if he tries anything, no one's ever been able to do anything to me. Blah 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 blah. But Leonidas is like flaunting the fact that he's like, I could just kill this guy at any moment. Mm -hmm. It's it's this fun unspoken weird thing that both of those guys are like embodying in that scene. Even though one is nine feet tall and being shot like Gandalf. Yeah, exactly. Um, this was, uh, I'm sorry, this was one factual error that was criticized um, because the the Persians, Persian kings, Xerxes would have been Zoroastrian, which is a mm. monotheistic religion. Right. And to claim to be a god or a god king would be like the highest blasphemy. Didn't that... They, they weren't yeah. like the Egyptians. The Egyptians were like, yeah, I'm God. Didn't that yeah. become polytheistic over time? I think that Zoroastrianism well, adopted other I, religions under... If, if I remember. Well, eventually I, I, they I, became Muslim. Yeah, yeah I, I, thought, I thought that was a like one of the interesting things about it was that as they conquered lands in order to... Um, built bridges, if you will, with the local cultures. They adopted their gods into a pantheon, and so it became essentially a polytheistic religion. Not unlike but, Christianity with Santorian gods and African or the gods. the entire Roman Empire. They did the same thing. I mean, that's yeah. why so many Christian religions coincide with pagan situations. That was why the Roman Empire was so awesome. Is that they they took control, but they did not uh, attempt assimilation. Mm. 
they didn't care if you were Roman. You were just a member of the Roman Empire. Yeah. They were uh, a melting pot, if you would. I, yeah, I think so. I think the Middle East happened in similar ways. Um, but That's no, all so I know about his, that. Historically, Xerxes did not claim to be a god emperor, to my knowledge. He was. He just claimed to be the emperor. And he yeah, was really was tall, just, so people it was just you know. Boss meeting boss. Is what <laughs> he was, the he, he was. pierced his chin, so I mean that's a baller move. Yeah, at that time he, he got two side snake bites on his chin. <laughs> so he either has a TikTok channel or yeah. he's a god emperor. Um, yeah, I will say, yeah, the the ladies would have gone crazy for that guy. Oh Make yeah. Up. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he's an influencer for sure. Kind of the ultimate influencer. Um, that night, Xerxes sends his elite guard along uh, with a really big guy with the... This was the point where the prosthetics looked bad. Like, that big guy had a really bad prosthetic job. Um, but the uh, Spartans killed them, too. They're feeling pretty darned good. These were the so-called immortals. Yes. A name which would proven to be inaccurate. So Xerxes uh, kills his uh, his generals when they fail. Yeah. Which is a classic move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic Xerxes. <laughs> when you don't have <laughs> when you don't have like court marshaling and dishonorable discharge. <laughs> yeah, you just kill them. That's how it goes. Yeah. Um on the second like, day, imagine if Eisenhower just like killed Patton or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there were days where he thought about it. From well, my on understanding, a personal, on a personal level, but yeah, I was, just like yeah. I don't, I don't like the way that went down. Yeah, yeah. No, to my understanding, there were a lot of people that wanted to kill Patton, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wasn't well, general. And I'm sure I'm the feeling saying. was. The feeling was probably mutual too, though. Yeah, I wasn't getting into their emotions. I just imagined if, yeah. like, he just popped him in the head at a briefing, or yeah. or H.W. and uh, Storm and Norman. <laughs> like oh, oh God, <laughs> Storm and Norman, Schwarzkopf. Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf. <laughs> I want to know how many of those collectors' plates went up in value. Oh my God! Uh, um, on the second day of. Xerxes brought forth a partridge in a pear tree um, and <laughs> new waves of armies. He, uh, battle rhinos. New wave. Battle rhinos. Ry- battle elephants. Ry- yeah. Um, the Spartans. The Andiaries. Yeah. He had a flock of seagulls. <laughs> With big hair. Yeah, the battle rhinos. The, I, is this the point where there's the guy with the choppy arms? That, uh, we just missed choppy arm guy. He chopped off the heads of the generals. Oh, that's that's right. No, no, but he was in battle too, wasn't he? Or was he just chopping the oh, heads? He was he was just removing generals' heads. I think that he is a single use kind of. Uh, guy. <laughs> I don't know what to call him. <laughs> he was their version. He's of like the, the guy that executioner. Executioner. Yeah. Thank you, Al. He's like the guy say... that he's 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 the uh, Persian army equivalent of the uh, robot that passes the butter in Rick and Morty. <laughs> what is my or the sweet or the Swedish chef? <laughs> Just a knife in his head. At what point did they give him the choppy arms? <laughs> like, was that as a kid, or was he like twenty five and is like, oh, I'm gonna go into, 
So do you think there's like a, this is my question. Is there a small medical team that they travel with? That's like, Oh, he's, he's torn open a seam. We must re-sew it back up. Do you think he's got like four or five, like little nurses that maintain those choppy arms? He's got to be a logistical nightmare. You got to feed five Some people of those... to take care of the choppy arm guy. Right, he can't feed himself. Yeah. Oh, Unless... and then someone's got to feed the choppy arm guy. That's the sixth guy to he... take care of choppy arm How guy. Someone's got to wipe his butt. That's right. Well, oh, that's it. <laughs> Why not did just bring butt? an axe? Oh, yeah. Did they even wipe their asses? I mean, I assume they did. They were civilized people. Yeah. I mean, it was Greece. They, 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 there was uh, a lot was... of things happening with buttholes. They didn't want oh, to Oh, that's true. They, that's true. There was a lot of reason to keep that area clean. Um, but yeah, Ugh. no, choppy arm guy is a logistical nightmare. They would have done far better just to have a guy with yeah. a sword. I mean, the logistical chain behind him is five, six days long. Movie yeah. ruined. Yeah. <laughs> this is a slight... Like diversion, but I was watching Gotham. I don't know how many of you people did. You people, you guys did, but I loved it. Us people. Anyways, one of the. Oh man, I froze again. You're good. Okay. Well, one of the main guys, Butch, he has his hand cut off by Penguin, and he's trying to get a job with another crew. And the crew, the guy Galavan, is literally like, I have probably. 15 thugs with two hands why do i want yeah it's just imagine the same guy look i have no hands but (laughs) i'll let you sew anything you want yeah Yeah, you can sew anything on here you want you want to sew on some swords you want to you know sew on a remote control i can just a tiny chainsaw uh shoehorn shoehorn hands yeah that's uh, helpful the oh, whole... I know the robot with the shoehorn oh obstetrician hand yeah. from Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> His whole like cadre of people looks straight out of Mad Max. Oh yeah, like like yeah. the the Zack Snyder universe is like a apocalyptic horseshoe. Like the future, <laughs> the future well, is the past. Nothing makes a gorilla army like men who have nothing to lose, and that's just like. That's historically yeah. a, a truth. So, yeah, of course he has the, the dregs just like, are you ready to fucking run into a sword? All right. You, you weren't thrown in the baby skull pit. So, <laughs> yeah, so you better. Let's get busy. <laughs> let's get sewing onto them arms. Oh. <laughs> Show them why you didn't deserve that pit. Um, so, anyways, um, after... After they kill the rhinos and elephants that night, um, <laughs> but not the hippopotamus. Yeah. The the captain's son gets beheaded. Yes, yes, the captain's son gets beheaded, and everyone's the captain is very sad about that. And <laughs> and they say he breaks. It's said he breaks ranks, but they've been breaking rank all over the place. Yeah, yeah, real, they just kind of real loosey goosey. And, and again, there, there's like, I, I see like maybe 20, 25 of these guys. I'm not seeing three hundred. Um, so uh, that night, a field tease shows up at Xerxes, who's having a party. And <laughs> it's a party for a field tease, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, come on, man. Look, we got chicks, we got booze. What do you want? Money? We got ch- Join the chips. dark side. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, meanwhile, back in Sparta, the queen meets with uh, Theron. She tries to win him to her cause, and he tells her he will if she'll give him a little bit of that Gorgo action. <laughs> um, she agrees, and he does the gross villain sex on Gorgo. The Gorgo style, it's just a chop salad, or it's just a wedge salad. <laughs> a bunch of blue cheese. Gorgo. <laughs> um, back at the Spartans' camp, Leonidas's uh, second-in-command, Dilios. Delios has lost his eye in the battle. Um, and they learn that Ephialtes has betrayed them and has led... Yeah, that, that is where the word comes from. Sorry to interrupt. I looked it up. But yeah, the loyalty sworn to one's lord or unbecoming his vassal. Mm. Um, I think his name is that. So, um, yeah. So we find out that uh, Ephialtes showed them where the secret goat path is. <laughs> where the men are men and the sheep are nervous. Yes, exactly. Um, the Arcadians leave. The Spartans choose to stay. Leonidas orders Delios to return to Sparta to tell them what's going down. Uh, like, do I have to? Can we just tie it to a goat? <laughs> send They're down. not send the Hellgate. Send them down the secret goat path. Yeah, it's like they don't really do well with messengers. I'd really rather not. <laughs> yeah. Every time a messenger shows up, he ends up in the non-baby pit. Mental note: Don't stand near the pit, <laughs> let alone right in front of it with your back. To it. You know that that messenger did walk right up and stand on the edge of the pit. That's kind of on him. And it continued to talk shit <laughs> while standing on the edge of the pit. Like, come on, dude. If you're gonna talk shit, stand like in a clear open area. <laughs> Can we meet in the hut outside of town, please? Yeah. Um. So the next day at the uh, council meeting back in uh, Sparta, the queen gives a big speech, but uh, Theron betrays her and tries to say that she was trying to bribe him with sex. Uh, Gorgo kills Theron. And reveals a bag of Persian gold. Zack Snyder, he's 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 not a uh, he, he's he, he's uh, not a uh, a subtle filmmaker. <laughs> he bleeds gold. Yep. Um. Yeah. So after after he spills his treasure all over. <laughs> oh no, my treasure. <laughs> the council agrees to send reinforcements. Um, but on the third day, the Persians, led by Aphialtes, traverse the secret goat path <laughs> and surround the Spartans. Xerxes approaches with his army and his general and again, demand they surrender. And at first, it looks like Leonidas is going to surrender, but it was all a trick. Twist. The Spartans don't, and they kill the general. Uh, Xerxes orders his troops to attack. Leonidas throws a spear at Xerxes, which slices his face, showing that he's actually a human that bleeds. A nine-foot-tall human that bleeds. 
He's uh, just like you and me. Yeah. He's no god emperor at all. He's only an emperor. He avoided the baby skull pit. Yeah. Uh, Leonidas. Uh, Leonidas had one job. <laughs> yeah. If he had just thrown that spear accurately, it would have been done. Xerxes would have been dead, and they would have been like, all right, guess we're going home, guys. Yeah. This makes yeah. me think of all the guys so who tried... Like the guys who tried to kill Hitler with bombs, it's like, why don't you just shoot him? Right? Like, why? Or, why it, it reminds me of every of the whole game relying on the extra kick, and yeah. the kicker just misses the goalpost completely. Right. It's like, and well, you, his life is just ruined. And it's like, but well, you shouldn't have been in the position where the extra kick. Right. <laughs> That's right. Why is the receiver kicking? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. So. Uh, they fight, and uh, Leonidas is the last to die. There's the hail of arrows. It's all very Snydery. Uh, we cut to the queen being sad oh. in the wheat field. Wait, before the wheat field, we get the narrator who said, like, before he left his wife, he never said, I love you, baby. <laughs> and then the oh, last thing Leonidas yeah. says when he dies is, baby, Gorgo, I love you. And then he dies. Yeah. So, character development, I guess. Yeah. Loving a woman is so gay. It is. <laughs> That's how they felt. So, what does a warrior culture do? You know, without a war. I know that's a philosophical question because Lots we're, of push-ups. We, we're in a war culture. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I guess. But like, when there's nobody to fight, I don't know. They yeah. throw babies in pits and. And train and look sad in wheat fields. Well, I, I see how deep that pit is. They also maintain order over their population of slaves. Yeah, it didn't necessarily mean that's a full-time job, I'm sure. The Spartan. Maybe I'm getting off into some high flutin areas, but it's just like we had talked offline about how much the alpha male kind of aggro. You know yeah. how they, they they appreciate that Spartan attitude. They walk around with their dicks out a lot. <laughs> they yeah. do. It's very they true. Do. I mean, this is the third corner on that incel tri-corner hat. Um, yeah, that we movies. were. Yeah, like the, this is the part of the Venn where like the truck nuts fall, or the like my yeah. other car's a gun. Yeah. Well, because I mean, <laughs> like. <laughs> it is a military centric fascist government like historically speaking like but the fact that people are like yeah we need to stick back to that strength thing like whoa i think even more than the political aspects mm -hmm. i think they just love the greased up warrior you know we all yell together we all yell the same thing yeah and we you know everything's a pissing contest i i think the political aspects of our tricorner hat fell more into vendetta yeah. B for Vendetta, but I, I know what you're saying here. But I think this yeah. is more just about the the posturing of well, and the physical the tough guy male. identity. Yeah, right. Like, There's that. Yeah, yeah. everybody good. else is a soy boy, you know. Yeah, there's yeah. there's Spartans, and the oxymoron of the you know all the alpha males that you know the, that guy's an alpha, and I'm an alpha too. Yeah. He's an alpha. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to be an alpha too? Uh, <laughs> I'm number one, and he's also number one. 
Yeah, no, I, re- I really w- didn't realize that we were doing an incel trilogy here until we were well into it. Into this, yeah. It, yeah. it kind of came up in conversation when we were talking about it, and it was interesting to see, like, oh, shit, these three black and white, super saturated uh, yeah. graphic novel adaptations. Can, yeah, mm-hmm. you can connect like, them directly as we did. Well, okay, I'll do it briefly. You know, uh, Sin City had the, like, perversion and the misogyny and then even cannibalism shit, which sort of translates to 4chan, you know, yeah. with, like, the, the shock each other as much as you possibly can with the most grotesque shit. Then we had V for Vendetta, which has got your anonymous and your WikiLeaks and your everything's a conspiracy, mm-hmm. QAnon, deep state. deep state, and then finally this one, the, the modern fake agro male yeah you know spartan kick is the thing uh, yeah. i mean the crossfit and things like that not to like yeah. to, to to go no, but, uh, CrossFit or, or anything the but joe like, rogan thing but yeah yes. so much yeah. of that is yes. wrapped up in that identity of being a warrior right. even when you're there's no battlefield to right. truly fight on that's what i was getting at yeah. Is, yeah exactly what what do the warriors do when there's a war they just yeah, fuck things up we briefly mentioned talking about this, like the Punisher going after cops who use the Punisher symbol, like being Spartan and being a police officer is kind of spooky, you know, in yeah. the same way that the Punisher identity is kind of spooky if you're a cop. Mm-hmm. But these are all they're All these guys would have ended up in the baby pit. Let's be clear. None of these. Yeah. These people are fake like alphas yeah wannabe ones we're talking about yeah uh, yeah yeah because we're not talking military terms you know in military terms you need autonomous automatons you need kill bots you need everyone who's going to listen to one leader mm-hmm. but yeah we're talking about what society has come because of these movies yeah you know you don't need moderates in a war but when there's no war you do need moderates and those guys don't understand that yeah but anyway yeah so 300 yeah uh gorgo is sat in a wheat field delios arrives home gives her a necklace he finishes telling his tale to the spartan council and then that cuts to him telling it in front of a large army uh he's leading the greeks uh into a uh, uh, a uh, fight, um, and uh, that's it. The Battle of Plataea. Yep. Roll credits. I would point out, no one in the back can hear this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've all heard him tell this story, I'm sure, on the way to the battlefield, you know, and yeah. over years and years and years of him telling it. Because it's how many years between that battle and this battle, Al? One. Oh, it's just one year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Historically speaking? Yes. Damn, they turned it around in a year. Yeah, they got it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that is 300. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Are we going to do the sequel? I We have Sin City 2 and 302 <laughs> on our list. I don't want to anymore i'm really it's yeah. been a trudge going through We've these three a lot, of, a lot of slow-mo and black and white yeah this past couple I mean, of weeks 
they're not all sometimes they're they are fun but these three in succession really painted a picture <laughs> it's, it's been a drag we need a, yeah we need a, another rando bad comic movie not bad but you know yeah yeah there these were three with similar tones yeah something that's a little sillier yeah we maybe we'll cleanser. feel differently after a month of ghostbusters yes that's yeah. very true right. it could be we just need to rinse this taste out of our mouth Yes, because I think we finally saw Frank Miller and Alan Moore for what we always suspected they were, <laughs> but now we see it. Yeah, exactly. So the but, proto incels. Um, do we do we have any unanswered questions or um, final thoughts? Not in context of the movie, no. No. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I say that actually brings us that that's that's a good segue. That brings us to the Siskel and Ebert scale. So, um, this is where we all provide a thumb. It can be up, it can be down, it could be, I guess, chopped off and replaced with a sword. Um, <laughs> and we will start as we always do with Josh. Josh. Which way are you going on this this bad boy? Well, it's a lot like last week's. Um, I I had my complaints and my insights about it, but I, I I can't say it's a bad film. I I think I know what Snyder was doing. It was a pretty close adaptation. I feel like he accomplished his goals. Um, so a thumbs up. It's not my favorite, but thumbs up. It's a decent movie. All right. Josh is going up. Brian. I love to look at this movie. This movie's gay as hell. Um, there's some of these shots. I will. I, I was rewatching it, and the, the final shot where the archers are up on top of the cliff, like, I remember that shot from the theater being like, oh, that's so cool. The shot of the ships getting dashed against the rocks. That was a shot that I saw and went, I remember this shot. This is an incredible, incredible shot. They're not all perfect, but some of them are unforgettable uh, compared to a lot of other movies that look cool. Um, thumbs and, up for sure. And I feel the same way. It was kind of yeah. like that movie Alexander with, with Brad Pitt. Yeah. Oh, so homoerotic and such a cheesy movie. But I love those ancient battle scenes, just like in the old Ben Hurst and the yeah. you know all that shit. Yeah. So, when they're yeah. well framed. There's nothing like it. I mean, like seeing like modern warfare, like Civil War era warfare, Napoleonic warfare is one thing, but a bunch of dudes running at each other with swords and shields. That you know, that's what are the sand and sandal, uh, Sa- yeah. sword and sandal epics. Yeah, right. That's what there's nothing called. like it. And to do it this well, it's it's cool to see something this because everything her. You know? Guns now, everything. Yeah, is yeah, guns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There were a lot of moments where I was like, "Man, if you had had a gun in this, this would have been so lame." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this has to be this weird them making faces as they're killing other dudes. Yeah, like absolutely hand to hand. It's extreme. Right. Thumb and yeah. thumb. Two thumbs. Two thumbs up. At, uh, Al, that brings us to you. Yes, it does. Um, I did reread the graphic novel yesterday. Um, Frank Miller, it was a quick read. I think I read it faster than the movie took. <laughs> um, but um, Frank Miller, despite historical inaccuracies, made an interesting story out of it. 
Zack Snyder um, made it cinematic, um, added elements to to make it more of a movie. Thumbs up. All right, Al's going up. Um, and yeah, I basically agree with most of those points. It's there's a reason it made like almost five hundred million dollars. <laughs> like it's it was an entertaining film, and it looked good and it looked like we hadn't seen that before at that point um so yeah i'm saying i'm saying up as well so four up for 300 uh um since you mentioned what it made again it made seven times its budget over seven times yeah humongous humongous and who knows how much how much money they made on plastic swords and shields and tunics and shit (laughs) and giant pits that that halloween was insane sparta Sparta outfits just a cape a leather strap and some some leather uh undies i i dressed like caesar that year because i didn't have a costume so i was like i'll just wear a toga and like a little done that grass uh thing on my head with i had the rope sandals and I had so many people hail Caesaring me. It was the weirdest shit I've ever experienced. Yeah. Oh, like funny. I did the dozens same. of people yeah. that Halloween. Yeah. And I didn't and even think about it. I would always be like, yes, yes. Hail Caesar. And all yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. Uh, Alrighty. So, yeah. So that is it for 300. Um, next time on, Harmless phosphorescence. We are taking a break from our uh, our uh, comic book adjacent series, and we're going to be doing some busting because yeah. it makes me feel good. Next time, Ghostbusters, nineteen eighty four. Who are you going to call us? Yeah. So, oh no, I know which bust Buster we all are. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, that is next week on Harmless Phosphorescence. Until then, thanks for hanging out with us. This has been one of your hosts, Throw Smiley. I'm off to find the secret goat path. Do you need a giant bottomless pit in the middle of your town? Call Josh CC Masonry. We'll build it for you. And we test with squirrels. (laughs) Not babies? Well, I'm Brian Lesh, and I'm just going to say it one more time before we go because I'm not going to get to say it again. Baby pit. <laughs> I preferred baby graveyard, but... Yeah, skulls, yeah. Um, consider the fate of your women. I'm Alaric Weber. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time, everyone. Bye. And, and that's a Spartan! promise for now.